Next on BYU Sports Nation. More call for the boiler. BYU basketball beats Utah State. What's the best thing you witnessed in another rivalry win? The tourney train is picking up steam. Are we all aboard right now? Plus, college basketball insider Jeff Goodman. He's on the train. We'll ask him why. And BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant revels on a winning Monday. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yeah, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 16th, wherever and however you're connected. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is finally ready to join me on the BYU basketball NCAA tournament train, Jerem Jordan. Give me the hat. Oh, give me the, I give will me the hat. gladly give you the hat. Let's go, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, baby. The tourney Let's train go. hat is on. BYU is a very good basketball team. Uh, the net rankings have come out. The team sheets are out. This is what the NCAA tournament selection committee uses to sort and evaluate teams. I am, uh, and you and I are going to break this down later. What matters with BYU right now? And BYU's resume looks really good. And BYU's resume with Yoli Childs looks even better. Oh, so here we go. Fantastic stuff. But I'm not wearing it for the whole show. You look you know? great I, in I got you know, We thought when we started the show that uh, we'd wear hats consistently on the show. We have yet to do that. Why don't we should do that? I don't, can we have a hat day? Can we make like a designated hat? I don't want to make it week? a special day. Like a hat day every month. Be able to month? wear a hat. Yeah. Okay. No one's told us no. All right. Wear a hat. Yeah. If you feel like wearing a hat, wear a hat. Ain't no honor code violation. <laughs> it's disrespectful to people in Studio B. Nope. Says no one. You can wear a hat. Yeah. Here is today's show lineup, complete with Joe Lenardi bracketology and the first NCAA net rankings. Are the Cougars in? Stadium Sports College basketball insider Jeff Goodman gives us the case for BYU. Plus, Yoli Childs is a hype man extraordinaire if I've ever seen one. And is it prime time for Matt Bushman to leave BYU early and enter the NFL draft? Definitely prime time for some BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yeah, baby. BYU basketball beats Utah State 68-64 in a wildly entertaining game at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yoli Childs rocked another double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds. But as far as Yoli is concerned, it's all about his buddy Alex Barcelo and a savage three-pointer with 27 seconds left to help seal that win. Back to A.B. with a 10-second shot clock. Marcelo with a 30-second game clock. Penetrate to the right elbow. Hand off to Nixon. Back to A.B. He's got the three. He takes it. He makes it! Alex Marcelo knocks it down! A.B. for three! Yes, indeed. The Cougars have now won eight straight games over Utah State. (laughs) Talent gap. Will it ever be close again? BYU has won 15 straight (laughs) games at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City, the home away from home. Better better than the Jazz there. Holy cow. Cougars will next host Weber State this Saturday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV. What does this big win over the Aggies mean? How about this for starters? Joe Lenardi's latest ESPN Bracketology has BYU as the last team in a 12-seed playing game against Iowa. BYU wasn't even on the sheet last week. They weren't even one of the last eight to be left out. Well, top 50 win will do that. Quite the jump. 
First NCAA net rankings are out, and BYU is a solid number 42. You want to be in the top 40, right? No guarantees, but top 40 is good. We'll break it down more later. Junior tight end Matt Bushman says he will decide whether he is returning to BYU. We're going to put his name in the NFL draft after the Hawaii Bowl, according to Jay Drew of the Deseret News. Bushman has 500-plus receiving yards the past three seasons. Speaking of Cougars currently in the NFL, Fred Warner had six solo tackles, three assisted, and a tackle for loss, and a San Francisco 49ers shocking loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's ride, Seahawks. Let's ride, 12s. Let's go, baby. Even with the loss, the 49ers clinch a wild-card spot in the playoffs. Huge division game with the Los Angeles Rams approaches on Saturday. More Cougs in the NFL news in about 30 minutes. Friday, Brandon Davies and FC Barcelona played Jimmer Fredette and Panathinaikos in a EuroLeague game, which Barcelona won 98-86. Davies had 12 points. Fredette had 19. The two swapped jerseys and took pictures after the game. That's pretty cool. Jimmer looks super cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brandon looks cut as well. Pretty cool for these guys be playing at a high level, albeit not out of the uh, in the NBA, but in the EuroLeague together. Jim Fredette spoke to, uh, I think, the youth from Brandon Davies' ward there in Barcelona who went to the game. Very so cool. That's pretty cool. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Win. Win, 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 which is what BYU did against Utah State for an eighth straight time. Only this time, it almost felt like a bracket buster game. It was that type of atmosphere. BYU, we gave you the numbers, number 42 in the net rankings. All of the metrics look good right now. That said, Jerem, as far as the game goes specifically, what was the best thing you saw from BYU basketball in a victory against Utah State? With two minutes to go, Alex Barcella was one for eight from the field. He could have been gun shy. Utah State had thrown a one three one out there, which we learned after talking to some of the players that Utah State had not shown a single time this year, and BYU had not practiced against it. Then Alex Barcelo hits an elbow jumper to take the lead. That's the game, or, or to uh, keep the lead, right? That's the game-winning shot. And then the three-pointer by Alex Barcelo that was reviewed. Is it a two? Is it a three? It's a three. That is a gutsy shot, and that is the ice, uh, the icer on this. Alex Barcelo could have been gun-shy. His teammates could have said, look, let us do it. You don't have it today. But he had confidence in himself. Alex told us after the game, I, my team has confidence in me. And he made a huge shot when he wasn't having a great game. There were other great moments as well. Yoli, second half, Yoli came out. Yoli Childs told me after, listen, at halftime, teams adjust, right? They focus on everybody else. I'm finding those guys. They're making shots, which is great. And then I score in the second half. That's fine. As long as we win. He honestly doesn't care. I asked him a couple games ago and I mentioned it. When's the last time you didn't score in the first half? You know, that happened Wednesday. He said, maybe never, but I don't <laughs> care, right? He doesn't care. Dalton Nixon's defensive play down the stretch, a block against Sam Merrill, a tip out after uh, Keita misses a, a bunny at the rim. There were great moments. BYU played a good defensive game. This is a sub-70 game, right? This is a Utah State kind of flow game. And BYU got it done. That's a really big win. Yeah, the team mentality first is really fun to watch. The best thing I saw in the win over Utah State, Jerem, was something I witnessed in the huddle, timeout after timeout from the coaching staff at BYU. I thought Mark Pope, Chris Burgess, Cody Figure, Nick Robinson did a fantastic job coaching BYU up in this game. I want to point out a couple of specific things, and I tried to make this evident on the broadcast. There was a moment where Utah State started to make that run in the second half. Things got tight, right? Things got a little bit nerve-wracking for BYU. 
and I watched the BYU coaches plead with the team. Okay, Mark Pope said, trust me, you guys, just, just please listen to me. And they pointed out when Namish Keda gets the ball, he's still not quite sure of himself, still trying to make his way, and he's going to play in the NBA probably, legit NBA prospect. They said when he catches the ball, you have to monster him and make him uncomfortable. This resulted in him doing some jittery things and created some turnovers, and BYU was able to hold on against him. I just really thought that that was a calming influence. Hey, focus on the game plan. Don't worry about it being a one-point game. And then Mark Pope said on that Alex Barcelo three, right before BYU drew up that play, you have all the time in the world. You don't need to rush a bad shot. BYU worked the shot clock all the way down. And because of that patience, Alex Barcelo got a wide open three in the corner. I thought the coaching was amazing. I thought the scout from Chris Burgess on Utah State specifically to shut down Sam Merrill and really slow down Nami Ishkeda was incredible. The, the scout was great from all of them. So the best thing I saw was that calming influence of solid BYU coaches in crunch time moments. Topic two, Joe Lenardi has BYU in the NCAA tournament in his latest projection, as mentioned. But it's December 16th. Things are going well. We're feeling good. Spencer, will BYU be an NCAA tournament team come March? Let me channel my inner Bill Walton here. Please. Yes, BYU's in the NCAA tournament. I've been driving this train for a while now. All of the metrics look fantastic. In March. 42nd in the net. Ken Palm has BYU at 41. ESPN's Basketball Power Index has the Cougars as a top 30 team at number 29. Joe Lunardi has BYU in the bracket in mid-December. That hasn't happened for a while. Avoid bad losses. Beat St. Mary's at least once, hopefully twice. And if BYU can beat Gonzaga, you can just go ahead and cinch that baby up. Just lock it up right now. If BYU can beat Gonzaga at least once. The Cougars right now are in a good place. they got to beat St. Mary's at least once to feel good about strengthening and holding on to that spot that they're currently in. Without Yoli Childs, BYU is a good team. Incredible. With Yoli Childs, BYU is a single-digit seed, in my opinion. Uh, Lenardi says they're 12, and they're barely in. I disagree. I think BYU is a single-digit seed as currently constructed, right? Um, and, and let's look at the four losses. The only child didn't play in three of them. And then the other one at Utah, he cramped up. He cramped up. Coincidence? So BYU with Yoli Childs would have one loss right now. Mm. They would have beaten San Diego State. They would have beaten Houston by more, by the way. They would not have lost to Boise State. They would not have lost to Utah had he finished the game. BYU is friggin' good right now. (laughs) They are really good. And when you look at the team sheet that just came out, BYU has a unique distinction among all the teams in college basketball, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is the only team in the country to play five quad one games and win at least two. The strength of schedule, D1 non-conference, is sixth in the country. Sixth! Woo! Crazy, right? And BYU would be 3-2 and two had they defeated Utah, by the way. That's, that's going to be one that is tough to get over. The issue isn't what BYU has done. The issue is moving forward. Will BYU be able to climb despite playing in the WCC? Because BYU's played 13. They have 18 left in the regular season. Three quad ones left, three quad twos left, but 12 are quad three or four. So BYU needs to take care of business, avoid the bad losses you mentioned, uh, get a couple other games. Now, the team sheet is fluid. Remember this. 
Virginia Tech is 62 in net. If they climb into the top 50, that's a quad one. If Utah falls out of the top 75, then that becomes a quad two, and so on and so forth. Houston is 68. We were hoping that would be a better win right now. Houston uh, and Virginia Tech not in the Lenardi's bracket. So it is fluid. Teams can get better or worse. St. Mary's, by the way, 64 in net. Shocking. BYU is a better team than St. Mary's right now, by the way. All the metrics indicate this. When BYU matches up with uh, the Gales in Moraga, that will be a huge game. Can BYU get both and be the two seed because they're going to be a team that's in. Everyone is looking at St. Mary's from the last couple of years. BYU's better than St. Mary's right now. The Cougars are about to be 12-4 and four when they go to Moraga. BYU will take care of business against Weber State, Oral yeah. Roberts, and they'll beat LMU to open up West Coast Conference play. 12-4 and four in Moraga. What a night that's going to be. That's, yeah, that's the be next awesome. circle of the calendar that'll game. Be Jordan Ford, let's go, baby. I love, I love this team. I love the depth of this team. I love Alex Barcelo's confidence. I love Yoli Childs, who had a quiet first half. TJ Haas was awesome in the first half. I love Connor Harding, Jerem. There's oh, so much love. Connor, Connor Harding is uh, a 50% three-point shooter. Connor He's Harding right deserves now. more praise. Yeah. A man who deserves a lot of praise for BYU football is Matt Bushman, and he has popped back into the news. Because, and maybe we've wanted to avoid this topic, Jeremy. No, I, there's no topic I want to avoid. Let's go. Matt Bushman is a legit NFL prospect, and he's so good that he can probably leave early and be drafted into the league. Yes. Question is, should Matt Bushman leave a year early, a la Austin Collie, or should he come back to BYU for his senior season? It depends where he's going to be drafted. Like, if NFL scouts say, yeah, he's a top four rounder, then yes, go. It depends what he wants, right? If he feels like he's kind of maxed out and done what he needs to do here, if he's if he needs to develop other skills that would help him get into a higher round or whatnot, I get it. The the return missionary thing in 2019 is oh, and almost 2020, and we're just what two weeks away from 2020. Crazy is a big deal because he's older, right? So there's two years that you. Uh, spent away and now you you can go a year early and get in it just depends is matt bushman going to be a draft pick yeah i I think he's a good tight end well i think we all agree that in our completely biased opinion here on BYU sports nation that he is a good tight end it just depends where he's going to get drafted austin collie was a unique situation where he was arguably the best college football receiver that year he and michael crabtree uh each week bushman is one of the best tight ends but he's not a a mackie semi-finalist or anything, right? I think if he came back and he had a 750-yard year with eight touchdowns and whatnot, he could increase his stock a little bit, but that's his decision to make. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Bushman and and Tonga bounce early. I would prefer that they come back, uh, just selfishly, for BYU football. Matt Bushman will decide on the NFL draft after BYU plays in the Hawaii Bowl. Not a shocker. It'd be awesome if he said right now. He's like, no, I have my decision made right now. Let's go. Uh, Some guys have. Jordan Love did, right? Don't do it. Don't do it. Just decide after the bowl game. Yes, focus on the game. That's the right decision. And I think the right decision for Matt Bushman is to go to the NFL, Jeremy. I just don't know what else he needs to prove right now. You say improved draft stock, how much? Maybe, maybe around? I have no idea. I would need then to talk you, to some Then guys. there's the potential yeah. of risking injury and BYU's playing a crazy difficult schedule in 2020, but he's already been on enough radars right now, having played in the games that they've played in this year. Matt Bushman is an NFL receiver, or t- sorry, tight end right now. What else, is it, what else does he need to prove? Maybe as a blocker? I don't know. Like In the NFL, in the NFL you don't have to block as no, much. No, exactly. You don't have to. 
You don't have but, to block as but much. But if you can block, you're a more valuable. Come on, pass I mean, catching no, tight ends in the NFL are at a premium. And so right now, I think at worst, Matt Bushman is a fourth round pick. Maybe he slides into early fifth round. Even if he went early fifth round, I'd say go, go, do your thing. It's selfishly, I want him to come back because he's awesome. Yeah. But I think the best decision for him is to go. And he needs to be drafted for this to be validated. With the NBA, it's hard. There was only two rounds, right? If there were 10 rounds of the NBA, Eric Mika would have been drafted, and we'd go, oh, he's an NBA draft pick. Or seven rounds, right? But there's not. So it's hard. Because in basketball, we go, no, 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 you better not leave early if you're not going to be drafted. Why are you going? That's what the fan base, and that's what I feel a little bit, right? I get the individual interest, but guess what? We sit here, and it's not... Matt Bushman, Sports Nation, is B-White, right? The interests of the university and those teams are at heart the most. Sure. Unless Matt Bushman has, like, a terrible pro day, but I think he'll be invited to the combine. If he has terrible combine numbers or something like that, then maybe it's like, okay, let's reset. Let's do it another year. But I don't think he will. I think he'll impress and at, at the that combine. point, I'm trying to remember, can you come back at that point? I don't think you can. I think you're in, right? Did they change yeah. the rules? I don't know. I don't know about I think the you might be about. in. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to the combine, you like, have to like go. Like the NBA changed their rules. I don't recall what the NFL ones are, okay. but I think at a certain point, right, you're stuck. You have to declare or not, right? Oh, a loaded he Monday show. It. He declared it. A loaded Monday show is rolling, and we're going to add to it with our question of the day. Back to BYU basketball. Do you believe the Cougars will make the NCAA tournament come March? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. J.D. Quinn answers on Facebook, absolutely I do. With the way this team can play defense and shoot, not to mention the presence of Yoli Childs, I don't see this team slipping up in conference. What would qualify as slipping up in conference? Nancy Zaga? Because, like, at San Francisco, that's to at like, Pepperdine, like BYU, those are hard games. BYU could yeah. lose one of those games, beat St. Mary's. Yes. The, look, look, Pepperdine's 160, but I think they're tough. San Francisco's 79. San Francisco fourth, is a That's your fourth solid best team. team in the league. Okay, so if BYU, let's say, loses on the hilltop at San Francisco, but they beat St. Mary's twice, whatever. BYU just needs to go 13-5 and five at worst in conference, probably 14-4 and four to feel good about locking up that at-large. So yeah. Four, just whatever. You, you can lose to San Francisco, but BYU, don't lose anybody else. BYU's non-conference strength of schedule has been good. And by the way, BYU's played the net-ranked two and three. Kansas and San Diego State Street. BYU Number led by three. nine with 1347 to go three. in that game. Yeah. I just knocked something off. And it's okay. So Passion's riled up. Your Coming passion up. bucket is full. Yes, it is, Dan Patrick. Find you a hype man like Yoli Chow. And a winning Monday that we will revel in with Mark Durant. Is BYU the second-best team in the West Coast Conference? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. In my biased opinion, yes. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope tomorrow at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the BYU TV app. Host Greg Rebell chats with Pope and Chris Burgess, plus a brand new deep blue on Dalton Nixon. Reserve your seat on BYUcougars.com slash Pope Show. Mark Pope is literally flying back for the show and then flying out that night. If you're a Recru- shoe dog, recruiting. If you're a shoe dog or a sneakerhead, you need to watch the Dalton Nixon piece as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline to help us revel in a winning Monday is BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant. Mark, how's your Monday going? Hey guys, well, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, it's rough. I uh, i had a great weekend, 
my 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 Cougars won, of course, beat the Aggies, and uh, my Packers beat the Bears, and I, you know I took some naps and ate really good, and now I'm I'm sitting working it. I feel like I'm Adam being tossed out of the garden into the dark and dreary world. <laughs> but talking to you guys is making me feel a little better, so thank you. <laughs> that's, I was that, not anticipating that's, that answer. <laughs> that's, that's intense. <laughs> Mark, BYU beats Utah State. We had looked at this game as being a very big one for BYU on the resume, and now they're a winner, and now they're 9-4, and four, and the uh, net rankings have come out this morning. BYU's 42, looking pretty good. How do you feel about BYU four games in with Yoli Childs and 13 games into the season? I feel great about them. I I mean this is a this is a good time. We got to enjoy it when it's good. You got to enjoy where they're at and hope they continue to play well. Uh I think uh you know guys are playing good basketball. It's good team ball. I like the vibe I'm getting from the team and the coach and I mean, it's it's a fun, positive environment to be around, and it's always fun when you're winning games. And you know, that was a pretty rough uh, loss a couple of weeks ago to the Utes, and I think that could have gone a bad way for BYU. But instead, it's it's gone the opposite. I mean, they've played their best basketball since then, and uh, you know that was a big, big win against Utah State. That, that's a good team. It's. I mean, I'm, I can't believe that BYU has beaten that team twice in a, a row now because that's a, that's, that's a really good team. They and San Diego State will be really good in that conference. But, but yeah, I like everything BYU's doing, shooting the ball well. I had concerns about the defense. That, that seems to really have shored up, and they're playing excellent defense. I had concerns about, uh, you know, just Yoli fitting in. That hasn't seemed to be – uh, a problem at all. I have concerned about rebounding. They seem to be rebounding much better now, especially with Yoli. So the, the kind of the things I was concerned about, I'm less concerned about now. And the things that I was really pleased about, they, they continue to do at a very high level. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mark, what was the best thing you saw within the bounds of the game from BYU basketball on Saturday night? Well, I, I like that they're getting production from different people. Like in the first half, TJ was very good. Uh, Yoli was kind of absent. The second half, Yoli was very good. Uh, but then neither one of those two were making the big plays at the end. Alex Barcelo and Zach Selyus comes in, and Dalton Nixon makes a big defensive play. Uh, I mean, you need to have a lot of different weapons. If you want to be a really good team, you have to have multiple guys that can contribute uh, and I, I think they're getting that. I, you know, I, it's not the, the days where if TJ has a bad night, man, that's the end of the world. We're going to lose. You've got other guys that can step up, and uh, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with with what I, what I'm seeing from these guys and the depth and uh, and the confidence they're playing with. I, and I think the formula to be successful in college basketball now is to be able to, to shoot the three at a high level and BYU struggled with that the past few years. And now they're one of the best in the country. I think, you know, BYU has some deficiencies in who, you know, the kind of player that they can get sometimes, but you should always be able to get good shooters at BYU and they have them and they're shooting with confidence and you see how good they can be when you've got, uh, got good shooters on the floor, multiple three point shooters. It spreads the floor. It helps, in all aspects of the game when you can hit the three and it just gives you a huge advantage in college basketball. 
Mark, I've said it. There's no school or religion that should have better shooters. Who else puts a gym in their church? You know what I'm saying? Like, we should be the best at shooting. And BYU. I, 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 I was just going to say, I remember a surreal experience, the great L. Tom Perry uh, at a basketball banquet once just was so fired up. We need to be We've got a gym in every church. We need to be better. And I, I said, amen, brother. Give me the keys and I'll go. It's hard to get keys, though, you know. It's all about keys in the church. Yeah. If you don't have keys to the gym, you're you're stuck. You, well, you got to know the guy that has keys. It's like a boat, Mark. <laughs> you got to know the guy that has a boat. You you can own it, or you know the guy. BYU had <laughs> had gone three. Uh, the BYU record for ten plus made threes in a game consecutively it was three. BYU's sitting at six in a row with eleven plus makes. You talked about the diversity and versatility of this group. Even Colby Lee is two for four. Connor Harding has made seven of his last twelve. Uh, Toulson, Haas, Barcelo. Childs is on fire. This is one of the best three-point shooting teams maybe we've ever seen from BYU, Mark. Yeah, I think there's a couple things. One is it's certainly a focus to shoot a lot. And you see guys that will get in the paint and you think, man, shoot it. I think a guy like maybe Jake Toulson needs to shoot it a little bit more when he gets in the paint. But it it seems like they're not even thinking about it. It's just let's get in the paint and then kick it to a three-point shooter and move the ball. You get the defense behind, and let's move it around the perimeter and, and find a three-point Guys are very unselfish on this team, almost to a fault sometimes, I think. But what that does is it gets you a lot of threes, and it gets you threes that are open looks. You're not just hucking up a three just to do it. You're getting good, high-percentage looks at the three, and I think those things combine where you're looking for it and also getting good looks, uh, you know, it's, it's a good formula. And we'll, we'll probably talk about St. Mary's. I heard you talking about them a little bit in the prior segment. That was kind of the, the St. Mary's model. Uh, and guys like Emmett Nahr and Jordan Ford, It's not they're not necessarily driving to get a basket at the rim. They're driving to, to create problems for the defense so they can kick it out for open trees. And, and I think BYU's kind of modeled, uh, I don't know if they specifically modeled after St. Mary's, but it's that same type of basketball where you break down a defense and kick it out to open shooters and, and you shoot a high percentage from three. And it's, it's hard to compete with the team that does that. Former BYU basketball player, current radio analyst Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's stay with the St. Mary's theme because right now the numbers would bear out that BYU, based on net ranking, ESPN College Basketball Power Index, Ken Pomeroy, is the better team. Will BYU be the second best team in the West Coast Conference when all is said and done in the regular season? They've got a great chance to be. Uh, clearly, you know, I watched that Arizona-Gonzaga game. Clearly, Gonzaga's awesome again. And so you kind of you, you would expect that that's not something that's going to happen for you. Maybe you get them once, and that would be great. Um, but, yeah, St. Mary's, I mean, obviously Jordan Ford is tremendous. And uh, like I said, the way they play, it's it's tough. But I think BYU is better suited to compete against St. Mary's this year than they have been. Uh, you've got Yoli that you know as as a presence inside, and uh, and you know I, I'm not a, much of a guy that goes by current numbers. I'm I'm kind of weird. I just go by what you know. You can't say you're better until you beat them, <laughs> and they were they, you know they were good last year, beat us uh, at St. Mary's, and then and then you had the conference tournament which they played so well in. So until BYU actually beats them at St. Mary's. 
to me, they're still better than BYU. And that's maybe that's kind of a weird way of looking at it. But I like BYU's chances, and that'll be an early opportunity to show really how good this team is. I know we all know they're really good, but if they can go into St. Mary's that first or second week of conference and get a win there, you know, ride them into the tournament at that point and write them in as a really, really good basketball team because to do that at St. Mary's is tough. Just ask Utah State. They dropped one to St. Mary's. So St. Mary's is still really good, but, but BYU is clearly good enough to, to play with them. That should be a fun matchup this year. Mark, it's great to talk to you, man. And I know you got serious love for Dalton Nixon because uh, I find a lot of you in Dalton Nixon. He went plus 15 <laughs> in that scoring column, man. What a, what a game from Dalton. Oh, he's he is so good. I just love the kid. I was, you know, I played with Kevin, and I just love their family. And he's just the best guy. And I feel bad for people that are compared to me. That's like <laughs> a, an insult. But you know, it's, it's different if someone says you're like Jimmer. I mean, that's a real compliment. But when someone says, "Yeah, you're like a Mark Durant type," that's that's kind of a slam. But I just love how he plays, and he's playing with confidence and shooting the three. That's you know, he went to the bench when Yoli came back, and he proceeded to just continue to get career highs in different categories, and that just tells you what kind of guy he is. Mark, great to talk to you, man. We uh, hope that we've brought some more light to you on this Monday morning. <laughs> you gave me a little hope. That's all, That's what it's all about, just a little hope that I can make it, and you guys gave it to me. All right, man. Good to catch up with you. All right, see ya. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Now, Mark is grossly mistaken on something. BYU is always better than St. Mary's. They just happen to lose some games sometimes in basketball. <laughs> Spoken like a true rival. And the hubris of BYU, right? <laughs> Coming up, College Basketball Insider Jeff Goodman on the Cougars' resume so far. And the ultimate hype man, Yoli Childs. And his buddy, Alex Barcello, with me. An incredible post-game hype session if you missed it. This is BYU Sports Nation. The GOAT, the greatest. Aren't they fabulous? Man, it's great to win and to be celebrating it on a Monday. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with more of those details in the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU beats Utah State 68-64 in Salt Lake City Saturday night. Eight straight wins versus the Aggies. 15 straight wins in Salt Lake City in Vivint Smart Home Arena. Yola Childs led the Cougars. Double-double of 20 points, 10 boards. Alex Barcelo scored the final two baskets for the Cougars, including a game-sealing three with 27 seconds left. Back to A.B. with a 10-second shot clock. Marcelo with a 30-second game clock. Penetrate to the right elbow. Hand off to Nixon. Back to A.B. He's shot. got the three. He takes it. He yes! makes it! Alex Marcelo knocks it down! A.B. for three! A.B. for three is right. ESPN's Joe Lenardi has BYU in in his bracket this morning as the last team in as the 12-seed play-in game. Women's basketball. As part of our Super Saturday coverage on BYU TV, the BYU women beat Utah Valley 71-57. 11 three-pointers made as a team. Brenna Chase Drollinger scored 19 points. She had five of those 11 threes and seven rebounds. BYU plays San Jose State Wednesday in Maui. Live on BYU Radio with yours truly on the call. The Cougars will then face number four in undefeated Oregon State on Thursday. Also live on BYU Radio. Football. Junior tight end Matt Bushman says he will decide whether he's returning to BYU or going to put his name in the NFL draft after the Hawaii Bowl. According to Jay Drew of the Deseret News, Bushman has 500-plus receiving yards the past three seasons. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner had six solo tackles, three assisted, and a tackle for loss, and a 49ers loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Still shocked by that. Ah! 49ers clinch a wild-card spot for the playoffs, but... 
They're looking up at the Seattle Seahawks That's right exactly. now. They always are. 49ers play the Rams on Saturday in a huge divisional game. Kyle Van Noy, by the way, had two tackles and a not-surprising New England Patriots 34-13 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints take on the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. The Saints can clinch an NFC South division title with a win tonight. Michael Davis had three tackles and two pass breakups. And the Chargers lost to the Vikings. Jamal Williams had eight carries for 26 yards and a catch for seven yards. And Mark Durant's Packers 21-13 win over Dub Bears. And Daniel Sorensen had two tackles and a pass breakup in a 23-3 Chiefs win over the Broncos in a blizzard. Winter Wonderland. Cougars and the PGA. You know what, Jeremy? Let's ramp up the clap because the United States just pulled out something. Yeah! Yeah, yeah baby! Nationalism. Tony Finau and Team USA in a dramatic comeback win the President's Cup in Australia 16-14. Finau won a point and a half for the United States, which was absolutely needed to obtain a victory. Really fun to watch Team USA come back after trailing six points to one in this competition. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Friday, Brandon Davies and FC Barcelona played Jimmer Fredette and Panathinaikos in a Euro League game, which Barcelona won 98-86. Davies had 12 points, Fredette had 19, and the two swapped jerseys and took pictures after the game. Pretty Eric cool. Mika is putting up Jimmer Fredette-type numbers in China. He had a double-double with 35 points, Whoa. 12 rebounds, 2 assists for the Xinjiang Flying Tigers. In a 116-107 loss to the Golden Stars. Elijah Bryant had five points the and Golden three rebounds Stars. in a Maccabi Tel Aviv 94-76 win over Unet Holon on Sunday. Who are the Golden Stars? Nobody That's cares. My real question. I care about Eric Mika scoring 35 points and having 12 rebounds. I love the names of the teams. Those yeah. are great. I love Eric's dad, Ron, too, who sends me highlights and... Uh, uh, different tidbits on Eric's fantastic performances. Nice. Great stuff. Also great, BYU beating Utah State for an eighth straight time and winning a 15th straight game in Salt Lake City. BYU over the Aggies put the Cougars in a very, very happy state, including Yoli Childs. I spoke with Childs and Barcelo after the game, and it was the ultimate hype session. Listen to this. Alex, what would you see on that last play when you were open and made that three-pointer to put BYU up four? Um, I mean, I saw no one came out to guard me, so I just shot it. You know, my teammates were telling me I started off with a slow game. None of my shots fell, but they just trusted me and, and knew that I, my shots were eventually going to fall and just continue to make the right play. So I'm just happy for my team that we got this and win. And the mid-range jumper and the big stops. This dude, man. <laughs> this dude. Jolie, you see that shot go in. What's going through your mind when A.B. knocks it down? Well, I had to go tell the ref that it was a three because he saw the NBA line. So I had to go take care of business, and then we were good. What do you think about that kind of teammate, Alex? Man, I love it, man. It's great to play with these guys. They're, they're an unbelievable team. Congratulations to both of you on another big win. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thank you. The GOAT. I mean, it just, first of all. We used that way too quickly, but yeah, yes. I asked Yoli Childs the first question. He said, why are you even talking to me? Why, we, need, we need to be talking to this guy. Yoli, we have some B-roll uh, playing of you, so we need to talk to you. <laughs> you had your 40th career double-double. You yeah. scored 20 points and no, grabbed 10 rebounds. No, the, the shots of the game, certainly, from uh, Alex Barcelo. But, uh, yeah, what a, what a great win. And in that environment, it was pro-Utah State. There were, it was, I said it Friday, this is the biggest event since the 28 Dairy Fair of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. Logan. Like, that was a big deal. And uh, Utah State was excited about this team. They still are. I think that the Utah State-San Diego State games are going to be fun in the Mountain West, right? BYU's played those two. Um, you know, lost to Boise State, lost to San Diego State, uh, both without Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs is a good player. 
And BYU looks really stinking good with Yoli Childs right now. I'm so grateful that Alex Barcelo got his waiver from the NCAA. That is a big storyline, too. I think Whoa. that Alex Barcelo can match up defensively better than anyone BYU's thrown at Jordan Ford recently, by the way. A.B. I, I, don't, I don't think he stopped him from scoring, like, 15 or 20, but I think Jordan Ford doesn't score 25 or 30, okay. right? Okay. That he can do. He had, what, 28 against Cal or something? Saturday. Alex Barcelo played a huge part in Jerem getting his big and one pick in this game, and he helped me a little bit too. So let's revisit it. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. All right. Jerem, you go first. Remind the people what you picked and if you got it. So the game would be decided by four plus. My boy Alex Barcelo hits three. Bang. <laughs> four, four point margin. Love it. And my and one, both Justin Bean, who led the nation in double doubles. And Yoli Childs will have a double-double. Yoli Childs has a 20-10. and 10. Uh, Justin Bean has an 8-10. and 10. If Justin Bean doesn't shoot a 3, by the way, never shoot a 3 again. Your form is just weird. He, if he goes in and just lays in a 2, which we would have allowed, I wouldn't have, oh, I wouldn't have had my 2-pointer. You're right. No, never mind. You I don't care. No, I don't care. Exactly. No, I don't care. You Justin Bean. You needed Justin Bean to not make that last shot. Yeah. Diogo Brito and Justin Bean. Bean Brito. <laughs> That's awesome. My first pick. BYU will shoot 41% or better from the field. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. 47.5. You wanted me to go 43. I would have gotten it either way. I can't believe BYU shot the ball that well against a really good defensive team. A credit to the Cougars. Utah State will have 12 turnovers or more. Seven and a half minutes left. Utah State had 11 turnovers. And I'm like, they're going to turn the ball over at least one more time. Nope, that didn't happen. Well, took care of the ball. Okay. <laughs> we both get two. I lead 18-17 in the combined score. Okay, let's keep things going. Coming up, why shooters got to shoot. And Jeff Goodman, Stadium Sports College Basketball Insider on if BYU will be a tournament team in March. This is BYU Sports Nation. And are they better than St. Mary? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation hits the road this week. We are stoked. Join us Friday as we broadcast live from the Waikiki Sheraton Resort in Honolulu. Yeah, baby! For complete coverage of this year's Hawaii Bowl between BYU and Hawaii. We'll take you all the way up to the bowl game on Christmas Eve, including pre- and post-game coverage. We are Stoked to be going to Honolulu. That'd yes, it's a great week for BYU sports. I bought Star Wars tickets, by the way, for Friday night in Honolulu. It might be the best week ever for you. It's pretty good. S- seriously. It's pretty good. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is stadium basketball insider, college hoops expert Jeff Goodman, back on the show. Jeff, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Good to be back. Good to be back, and good to see uh, Yoli Childs back. Man, that's, no that's, kidding. That's, that's, Right, I mean, long, long overdue. He kind of got you know whated uh, by the NCAA this year, and uh, he's come back with a vengeance, uh, an absolute vengeance. And he's only going to get better as he shakes the rust off. One of the best players, not just uh, big men in the country, but one of the best players. All right, Jeff, we're on the tournament train for BYU now, and the numbers show that the Cougars are doing some good things to get back in the tournament for the first time since 2014-15. Is BYU going to be a tournament team come March? I think so. I mean, I think so. The Utah loss, you know, that was a tough one, right? His first game back, he played well. I saw Utah play in Myrtle Beach. They're just not that good. I'm, I'm actually surprised that BYU... Uh, let them kind of hang around there and, and, and blew that one because they had them. Um, so I think that one could hurt a little bit. The other ones, 
you know, obviously San Diego State and Kansas right now, I mean, those are, those are two of the top teams in the country. So those are gonna, aren't going to hurt you. You're hoping Boise does well in Mountain West play, which I think they will. Um, they're getting a, a transfer back here in the middle of the year any day. So that'll help them, give them some toughness, give them a, a good piece. That'll help them, you know, bring up their rating at least. But uh, I, I think the WCC gets three in. I do. I think there's enough separation between the first three and everybody else that um, that, that there'll be a, a big disparity at the end of the year when you look at the records. Right now, St. Mary's, uh, BYU, obviously, Gonzaga, Gonzaga looks really good. They're doing their thing, right, up to two in the AP poll and six in the uh, net ranking. But I want to talk about St. Mary's. They're an intriguing uh, team because uh, BYU right now is perceived as being a worse team than St. Mary's, yet all the metrics indicate that BYU is better. So what's your evaluation of those two teams? I mean, they're close, right? I mean, obviously, St. Mary's got the big win against, against Utah State also, so they've got the common opponent there. Um, the loss came to Dayton. Just you know, the, the Winthrop loss was early at home. That hurt St. Mary's. That kind of bumped them out of everybody's top twenty-five. But they've got enough wins. You know, Wisconsin neutral court. The Badgers aren't great. Uh, Cal's not very good, but they beat them at least on the road. So that that accounts for something. Um, I, I think again, I think BYU's got a higher upside. I really do. But um, what St. Mary's has is, is one of the elite guards in the country in, in Jordan Ford. And, you know, sometimes having a guard like that who's got the ball in his hands all the time is worth more than having a big that's got to get the ball. Why is it that you feel BYU has the better upside overall? Well, again, they get Childs back. They add Toulson. I think they've got good guard play, good enough, you know, with Toulson being an elite shooter, Haas being a scorer, Barcelo coming in. I, I really like their guards. And when you got those three guards and then you throw Yoli Childs in there, like you've got a big man that, again, can dominate in the post. So I just think they're put together better. They have more collective talent. When you look at what BYU's done without Yoli Childs, there were some nice wins, right? Um, Houston was a good win. Virginia Tech beat a UCLA team that's still figuring things out. Didn't compete against Kansas, but not everyone is, right? Uh, when the committee looks at BYU, they're going to have to take into account pre-Yoli Childs, post-Yoli Childs. So what's your evaluation of BYU with Yoli Childs now since that'll be the majority of the year? Well, it'll be interesting to see how they look at him, right? Because it's a suspension. It's not an injury. So are they going to look at it completely separate? I say that the same thing about Memphis with and without James Wiseman, right? Are they going to look at it because are, are they looking at it as kind of self-inflicted? Um, or are they, you know, looking at it um, the same as, as an injury or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Depends on each committee member. There's not one, you know, clear cut answer on that. Everybody on the committee, it's subjective to them. So some may look at it and look at the totality of it and just say, hey, I don't care. The only jobs were suspended, but it doesn't matter to me because it was a suspension. Other ones may look at it completely different with and without. Them. So I, I think, again, They've got to finish, to me, if you can finish second in the WCC and finish ahead of St. Mary's, you're in. If you finish third, you make it one of those things where, again, you're, you're, you're putting in the hands of the committee. You don't really want to do that. Right now, all the numbers, and I looked at, at four of the six metrics that are, um, that are provided to the NCAA Tournament Committee, and uh, in, in four of the six, they're, they're between 29 to 29 in the BPI and the Sagarin ratings. They're 41 in, in the Ken Palm, and they're 42 now in the net. So 
you know, they're averaging right in that 35 range, which will put them kind of right on that bubble. Jeff Goodman, Stadium Basketball Insider, with us on BYU Sports Nation. How much credit does Mark Pope and his staff in year one deserve for BYU's solid start that, let's be honest, was unexpected without Yoli Childs? Yeah, I, I love Pope. I think he was the right hire. I think he's a high-energy guy. Uh, he's got him defending, at least, uh, certainly better than they've defended uh, in recent years. So I, I think that helps. They can still score the ball. That's the key, is, is getting this program back on track. You know, to me, it's, they're always going to be able to score. But if they can guard, and, and right now they're doing a much better job defensively, I think that takes it to a different level. Uh, and then I think you get back to kind of the way you were, um, you know, back really in, 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 you know, 2000, you know, late 2000, you know, eight, nine, that, that area when you were really good. And, and again, they could outscore people, but they were better than people thought defensively then. Yeah, and so far so good with uh, 50, 42, and 64 points allowed the last three games. Uh, let's turn this into Gonzaga Sports Nation because that's what we like to do sometimes. <laughs> do you feel like Gonzaga is the number one seed at the moment? You know, today I feel like they're the number one team in the country. Ooh, okay. And I do. Well, I just, you know, listen, how many teams can you say went into McHale and beat Arizona, went to Seattle and, and beat an interstate rival like Washington and then beat Oregon on a neutral court? Like nobody has those three wins. Nobody has those two road wins against uh, two ranked teams and another uh, neutral site win against a really good top tennis team. So, I think Gonzaga is the number one team in the country right now, and that's kind of what I put them. I don't know. Again, that's right now. I don't know, again, if uh, they will sustain it. I think they will because they got Carolina this week, and I don't know if Carolina's going to have Cole Anthony or not. I'm not sure it matters because they can't score with or without him, really. Um, <laughs> so I, I like the Zags. I still worry a little bit about their point guard play. I, I really do, and, and, and the kid – uh, Ayayi's done a really good job so far, and so has the, the grad transfer from North Texas. Um, but ultimately, I still kind of worry about him um, at that point guard spot in terms of in, in March, um, depending on who, who they go up against. Jeff, it's great to catch up with you. We know how busy you are, so we appreciate the time. And uh, we've got a conductor's hat here in Studio B for you if uh, you want to come don it and get on the BYU tournament train with us. I would love to get out there. That, that is my goal. I love uh, getting out there. And uh, if I can make it back this year, I definitely will. Fantastic. Thanks, Jeff. You got it, guys. Take care. You got it. Stadium basketball insider Jeff Goodman on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Good to talk to Jeff. Has Gonzaga the top overall team right now? Whoa! How about that? He's right, though. Those those wins are great. I watched Gonzaga for a full game for the first time Saturday. Really impressed. They're good again. Gosh. Coming up, net rankings. What the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee looks at. We'll break this piece of paper down. Mm -hmm. And BYU fans combining efforts to send a rivalry family in need to a well-deserved holiday. See the good in our rise and shout-out. This is BYU Sports Nation. Together. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Friendly reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps are free. Download them today. We've been talking a lot about the net rankings and these team sheets and the breakdown. Well, we're going to give you the 101 discourse once again. There are 353 NCAA basketball teams in the country. BYU right now, according to the net rankings, is ranked number 42. That's good. 
The Cougars are Good. two and three in five games against quad one competition. Now, the quad one competition essentially means the elite of the elite. It's if you're one to 30 at home, one to 50 on a neutral site, or if you beat somebody one to 75 on the road, that qualifies as a quad one win. Yes, so they break them down, and the sorting tool is net rings. It used to be RPI, but RPI stinks. So <laughs> we mentioned it earlier BYU two and three, as you said, in quad one games. That's really good. BYU is the only team to play five and win at least two. So those wins uh, are uh, Houston and Utah State. Utah State's added into that. But this is fluid because weekly, I believe, these net rankings will come out, and this will continue to be uh, fluid and evolve. They take into account KPI, strength of record, ESPN, BPI, Ken Palm, Sagarin. These metrics um, weigh heavily in this, yet at the end of the day, the committee can value the eye test, can value whatever metric they want. BYU has played a tough schedule. In fact, they played the eighth toughest schedule in the country, D1 only. Mm. So that's awesome. And that's what Gonzaga and St. Mary's have not done. Yeah. And BYU will be va- evaluated for that. I think BYU is really good post Yoli Childs. And I think Jeff Goodman's qu- Goodman questioned that. I think BYU will be evaluated post Yoli Childs. Okay. The Athletic has BYU as the fourth-ranked mid-major team, one spot ahead of fifth-ranked St. Mary's. Gonzaga is not listed as a mid-major, so um, they're well. They're the number one team in America, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're major. <laughs> Our question of the day: Do you believe BYU basketball will make the NCAA tournament? Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Lance W. Archibald, says: Now that BYU's figured out how to protect the paint on defense, they're a really good defensive team. And they're a really good offensive top 25 caliber team. They're going dancing if they can stay healthy. Absolutely. Today's rise and shout out to mine goes to Alex Barcella. One of eight before the final two makes to win for BYU. Pretty awesome. My rise and shout out goes to a group of BYU fans led by at Dr. Pat P. Helping a Utah family in need go to the Alamo Bowl. Raising over $1,500 to do so. I love to see stuff like that. That's great. Hook them horns. Uh, our thanks today to Mark Durant and Jeff Goodman. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time, bro. Uh, yeah. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Reed Noble. BYU big man in the mid-70s. We'll see you Reed. tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are on the tournament train, baby.